Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. I needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, also host of the Jeff Calkins Show. 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how's it going? I'm good. Yeah, good to hear. Day one of uh, football camp over at South Campus. I do love the beginning of the season just considering, like, no, no wins, no losses yet, so everybody's relatively hopeful. It feels different, though around that program right this second. There's just so much so much doubt, so much unknown cast upon it at, at this given moment. Uh, well, two things. I think my favorite day of football is the first game day. I do like the first day of practice. That's hopeful, et cetera. I like, though, what I really like is walking into the game on the first, you know, Saturday. People back there setting up their tailgates, yep. people reconnecting. It's just great. I mean, that really is. As, as important as the football is, all the stuff that goes on around it, and uh, to know that we're, we're you know only a little ways away from that is great. Um, beyond that, in terms of does this year feel different? Yes. I think it feels different for two reasons. One, obviously there's, the program has less momentum than it has had, uh, you know, th- th- than we wish it had. I think that is certainly true. Um, and then, too, all this stuff is swirling around, and we hear more and more and more on realignment, and we were already feeling like, um, isn't it too bad that the day never comes for Memphis? And as all this news is breaking, <laughs> it feels like the day is as far away as ever. Well, let and- me let me let me bring this up. We have the ACC – situation going on where the Florida State president says he wants to explore a new uh, revenue distribution model because he feels like Florida State and Clemson provide too much for that conference. Right. And uh, you have the board of trustees, people on the board of trustees saying we can't go forward this way. Uh, maybe, uh, let me let me just sort of backdoor my way into this, uh, maybe a little bit of hope that if, if that, if the ACC becomes undone, maybe, right. I mean, maybe you can backdoor your way a- there. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, this, that's the, the fantasy. One of the fantasies has always been, hey, this is a way to reunite with Louisville. You know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you, so, yes, it, it was the, the quotes out of Florida State were interesting because I totally understand their frustration, right? You're totally under, understand the frustration. You're locked in till 36 with you giving up your grant of rights right. and you're just getting dwarfed now by the Big Ten and the SEC in terms of the money you make. And so the quotes out of there are like blunt as hell. Like they're, they're not like we might possibly explore. Like if you look some of the work, it, it, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, or, right. you know, we, like I, I have to, I have to read this one real quick, and then I'll let you go. But Florida State uh, trustee Justin Roth, a solution under the current ACC TV deal is very unlikely. Leads us to ask, what's next? I mean, they're blunt. Yeah. They're out there saying, well, there's, "Hey, there's, there's we're, we're, we want to we want to be elsewhere." And it it sounds like I mean the way they're talking about it, it's not just we want to be elsewhere. They've long wanted to be elsewhere. The problem is, is that when you have like. A, they don't have an invitation to go somewhere else, and B, when you have given your, like, they can go wherever the hell they want, but if some if the ACC has their TV rights until thirty six, what are they going to do? Like, it's it's uh, I, I I'm not saying it, that they're not going to figure out a way out of this. In other words, in the end, it's money. It's just money, and money can buy you stuff, right? And yep. you can find enough money, but like. If it was easy to get out of the ACC, they would have been gone long ago, right? So would, it, it, so would Clemson would have been long ago. They've wanted to get out for a while. Lawyers have scrutinized the agreement. They don't see a way that you can get out with your TV rights intact. And why would the SEC want Florida State if they couldn't telecast Florida State's games? You know, like, like, well, what, what's, what's the point of that? Mm-hmm. So on the other hand. If, as it appears, the Big Ten is talking to um, Washington and Oregon and Stanford and Cal, and they may go to 20, maybe the SEC uh, will feel like, well, I guess we've got to go to 20, and the logical place for them to turn to go to 20, at least one of the logical places, is, uh, is, is Clemson or Florida State. And Florida State, Miami, North Carolina maybe? Yeah. Or, I mean, uh, I mean North Carolina and Miami as well, on top of Florida State and Clemson? That certainly works, and then you've got, and then you have remnants. Yes, that could. It's it's. You always hope that the, the big guys get picked off, and then there's some fragment that's left behind that uh, that you can imagine Memphis linking up with. Right? Now, that's sort of the hope. Now you told me I was living in fantasy land when it came to the Grizzlies and uh, Tigers and how we we're going to divvy up the stadium. Uh, money and the revenue that, that that they've gotten from the state ultimately, and how it's all going to go to the FedEx Forum and the. And no, the... I, I didn't. I didn't say that exactly. I do. <laughs> I do one hundred percent believe there is a way for the arena to get built and the football stadium to get built. One hundred percent. What I thought was a fantasy was that Memphis they, getting more they, of the money. Well, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium was that the Grizzlies would just be happy with one hundred fifty. Yeah, no, no, no. I give That's you. I'll give you that. that. I thought was a fantasy. I'll yeah, give you ahead. now. Uh, is is there any uh, any way forward for the Pac-12 that doesn't involve fantasy land scenarios? Is, like, is there any way that they can somehow muster up enough strength to keep that thing together? Well, I'm not in the room, so but it seems far fetched, doesn't it? Yeah. It feels like it feels like we're watching something fall apart. Um, 
hundred percent. I don't know what that would be. If, if there was such a thing, you would have thought the commissioner would have unveiled it yesterday instead of what he did unveil. Right. So I don't know what the thing would be, you know, um, there's no such thing as loyalty or tradition or like those things aren't real. Those are fantasy. So what would, I, I don't know what would keep it together at this point, really. Um, the, yeah. the, the only reason to stay I could even muster, and I even think this is stupid considering they'd still have access if they go elsewhere, although they may be worse off, like the Washington, Oregon, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State of the World. But like the only, only reasonable thing I could come up with is the, with the 12-team playoff in football, Pac-12 still has that AQ, right? That's the only thing. That's the only thing I could muster up of why these, why these, why these yeah, but, uh, but programs would stay. More. But money means more, right? Like in the I end, agree. money means more. I, it's interesting. I mean, Dan Wessel wrote the column basically saying what I've said for the last several weeks now, which is it's kind of incredible that at the same time that conference commissioners and university presidents and university administrators are saying. We can't have these players just transferring willy-nilly right before a season begins. This is chaos. This is ridiculous. They're just chasing money. There's no stability anymore. There's nothing you can count on. How can we need and We need national. It is just astonishing, isn't it, the hypocrisy <laughs> when they are yep. every single word that I just said applies I mean, literally, universities, quote unquote, enter the transfer portal. This is full institutions. This is full institutions. This isn't just a singular individual. Full institutions are like, we're getting in the portal and we're getting out of here. (laughs) And uh, and it's the same stuff. It's Florida State saying they're getting more money than we're getting. I'm out of like it's just literally. It is if if good God, I hope Congress never intervenes and says we will save universities when it comes to players when universities have done this. It's just disgusting. I mean, it really is revolting to watch universities behaving like this um, and, uh, and then, and then have the gall to say that players shouldn't be allowed to do the, whole, the same thing. Well, I mean, we already knew that coaches were doing it, of course, but it is really striking when whole, when universities uh, are saying we're, we're, we're in the transfer portal. Doesn't matter if it's August. Um, doesn't matter, you know, that people care deeply about this stuff or anything else. We're getting the hell out of here. And, then, <laughs> and it's happening I mean, it really is. It really, honestly, I laugh, but it is so depressing because, uh, once again, none of this makes the sport better. Right. None of this makes the sport better. It only makes the sport worse. Well, I, I, there is a – you can admit I think there's a, there's a conversation to be had about making the TV, TV product better with more marquee matchups. But other uh, than the, that, you the lose – The argument for why it is better would be yes. If you think – that like pro football, college football should just be 32 teams right. playing each other. Which I don't believe. And so every game is one of those, every game is a meaningful matchup because it's just between those 32 teams. And it doesn't matter if football is played any meaningful level at Oregon State or Washington State or Memphis or, you know, you name it. Um, I guess then it's better. Yes. From a purely TV product, um, the quote-unquote quality of the games, I guess that would be the argument. But that's not what the sport has been supposed to have been about, right? No. The sport is supposed to be about all the other stuff, the tradition and the Saturdays and the connections and, 
and the history and the and 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 all of that and it just is taking a uh, a bomb and blowing it up something i've battled with is do you think there's ever going to be a point with where i think we're headed and i think you think the same thing about you know only certain schools matter sec big 10 maybe one other conference super conference is there ever going to be a point where the consumer pushes back with watching less like do you think that that, that could be a a saving grace of where we're headed ultimately, you know, because we're ditching regional rivalries, we're ditching tradition. Do you think they'll ever be the consumer pushing back by, hey, I, I think this is a, a terrible direction. I'm not going to watch as much. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it, it is amazing how durable television ratings are for live sports, right? I mean, they've proven to be now how all that's delivered is interesting. Will it always be on network television? Will it, well, you know, is the SEC going to be on streaming someday? Is it all, you know, is it all going to be a little more niche? I mean, we've seen, we have seen TV money dry up, right? We have for some, for some, we've seen TV money dry up. So, um, but I don't know, like, I don't know as a TV product for those, I, I, I guess I imagine that people will keep, doling out money to watch those 32 teams play each other. Um, yeah. I, I, and, and so maybe by that measure, maybe by that measure, it's a success. I just, I think it's a weird way to define success. Um, I said earlier this week, uh, when sort of talking about the big 12, I think they're losing less than what the PAC 12 is, is, you know, like PAC 12 ultimate losers here and the Big 12 just buying themselves some time with getting Colorado and potentially Arizona. One thing I didn't really bring up, what do you think about sort of the double down on basketball power? Because I think theoretically if Arizona joins and these other schools, like it's going to be hard for the Big 12 to be left out in power conversations about college basketball at the very least, and maybe that can help support other sports ultimately. Like, Do you, do you think that the Big 12 is winning more than I, than I, sort, of, uh, I sort of said I think on Monday? Well, the Big 12 thinks that, you know, they, they think that basketball is underrated as a commodity. Um, I think it's really fascinating. And, and, and when it comes to Memphis's perspective, I think this is really significant is like we have seen in the last you know decade, we have seen that that it's possible without football dollars to still flourish as a basketball program, mm-hmm. right? Like you can still have a wildly successful basketball program, even indeed a national championship basketball program, even if you don't get football riches. Connecticut is evidence of that. Villanova is evidence of that. Uh, Gonzaga hasn't won at all, but Gonzaga is evidence of that. There's plenty of schools. Uh, San Diego State is evidence of that. There's plenty that have done well, uh, made deep tournament runs, competed at whatever level you want to say is, is without football money. I think it's, and in that way, it's sort of defied predictions, right? I think people have predicted that if you're not getting that football money, how are you ever going to compete? And so I think it'll be really interesting to see over the next decade, how that will play out. Will you still be able to compete at the highest level in basketball if you don't have football money. So far you have, um, but I, 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 I make no predictions about that. I think yeah. it'll be 
And, I think it's, it'll be fascinating to see. And also, isn't the assumption from Brett Yormark and the Big 12, if they do end up getting what they want, doubling down on basketball, the assumption is that football is going to be operating under the same entity as basketball, which we've, we've discussed is, I mean, if football could break off and govern themselves before long. Yeah. I mean, I think that's right. I think, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is, I, I think that's the assumption that they will uh, hang together, but. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And, and who knows? Like, will, will basketball, um, you know, will, bas- will, t- will basketball become more significant? I mean, right now, as people, you know, partly because the, the, the NCAA tournament is owned, you know, differently than than the money from the NCAA tournament is carved up differently. That just doesn't all, doesn't not all go to the big conferences. Whereas the playoff money and that you know typically goes largely uh, because it's represented by the big conferences, but to the big conferences. So I'm not sure how that will play out either. Talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X. What do you make of this? Like the Iowa Iowa State. Uh, gambling situation. Hunter Deckers, the starting quarterback at Iowa State, has been accused of placing 26 different wagers on Iowa State sporting events. Looks like he's going to have to deal with a charge on his name for uh, trying to trying to cover up the trail, if you will. Iowa backup kicker Aaron Blom, same thing. Um, I, w- one thing about this story that has been a little bothersome is hearing the parents' involvement in this. Like Hunter Deckers' parents said that they – engaged in the scheme with Hunter to disguise his identity when placing these bets. I hear a lot of blame on how accessible it is, and I hear some of that, and how accessible it is to bet on sports, how much it's pushed in your face. I hear a lot less blame for some reason on the player and the, and the parents themselves. Well, I mean, obviously it ultimately falls to the player, and I mean, we'll get to the parents in a second. Um, I do feel some empathy, though for both in the NFL and college players who are caught up in this because they did it to themselves. Of course, I acknowledge that most probably knew the rules or could have known the rules if they'd been interested in learning the rules, but it is like, it is, it's everywhere. Yep. It's everywhere. It's pushed down your throat. Um, uh, you know, on this station, on, on at Grizz broadcast, it's, everywhere it seems more you know it seems more ubiquitous than mcdonald's commercials at this point or you know or beer commercials at this point like gambling is everywhere it's on your phone i'm sure it seems harmless everyone's doing it and the whole point is is to make it easy and irresistible 
And so when you do that, when you make it easy and irresistible, there will necessarily be some people who cannot resist. Right? Yes, correct. And so I don't, I, I, I'm not absolving them because any more than I'm absolving, you know, someone who makes bad choices around alcohol or other things that are pushed down their throat, right? Honestly, people who make big, bad decisions about Big Macs and get to be 285 pounds because they're just eating Big Macs. Like those people, but you do sort of see we live in a culture where it's designed and inevitable. It's not just designed. It's inevitable that this was going to happen. And so I do have some empathy for people who make those choices because, but because of, of, of the onslaught that, yes. that they are faced with. Now, as far as the parents go. I find it insane. Well, My parents it, it would have told me to. No, I, 100%. Wrong. Here's the you're question. You're an idiot. Here's but the they would have told me. They would have, of course, said you're an idiot. And, and hopefully parents would, you know. It, it, I, I don't exactly know. Obviously, the story is. And by the way, let's just be clear. Decker, he, he is alleged to have bet on one Iowa State football game. And then the rest were Iowa State sporting events that were not football. Right? Yes, so, correct. Um, I don't know if his – like, I don't think he probably went to mom one day and said, hey, mom, I'd really like to start betting, but I'm not allowed to bet, and so we're going to set you up, and, and I'm going to bet through you. Is that okay? And mom says, sure, honey, let's do that. That would be fun as a family. Right? <laughs> I don't imagine that's how it went. I think it pro- – I, I don't know, though. I don't know the particulars. Did it go like that, or did it go, he's betting, he's betting, um, comes to him one night and says, Mom, Dad, I effed up. I totally effed up. I bet. Can we make it look like this was from you somehow? And they are like, yeah, honey, just don't do this again. We'll try to, we'll try to make this right for you. I don't. Do you know which one of those scenarios happened? Do you know? I, I, not, they, obviously, I don't know the the inner workings of it. But this Decker's parents did claim that they engaged in a scheme with him to effort to disguise his identity. That's right. It, 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 all in advance, or in like that. See, that that's crazy. That's where it's that's insane right. to me. <laughs> if mom and dad did that, screw mom and dad. They should go to jail. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, my empathy stops. Like, right. that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Yeah, it's family fun. We'll bet together. The family that bets together, that is craziness. That's insane. Yes. At that point, you say to your son, what are you doing, son? Are you out of your mind? No, I'm not going to. And if you want to do this, by the way, you're not bringing me down with you. No, thank you. Uh, you're on your own. Um, so that, that would be just crazy. I, I have much less empathy for the parents in that situation. Someone should have had a cooler head. If that's the way it happened, then I would, you know. You know, I have, I have some friends whose who's, uh, people in their family have real, you know, gambling issues. Right. And that's really difficult. And, um, and it's the same way. But, I mean, in the end, we are responsible for our own lives. It's the same way that people who have alcohol issues, they, they, they go through a world where alcohol is, is um, pushed on you at every turn. And in the end, you are ultimately responsible for your own life. But I do... It, you know, it's pretty. It was pretty obvious once all this gambling stuff was unleashed on the world that these issues were gonna 
I mean, did, did, we would have been naive to think that something like this wouldn't have happened at but, Iowa State or or elsewhere. Don't but, you think? Any yeah, no, a hundred percent. I agree with that. But we we do need to place blame on the on the parents and the and the guys placing the bets in general. But the, the NCAA is going to have to come down hard on this, right? This is going to have to be permanent loss of NCAA eligibility if they ever want to get a hold of it, right? I think if he coach, I hate to say it, but yes, if he bet on Iowa State football in particular, he's got to be. Yeah, you know, yes, you gotta, you gotta enforce it. How, by the way, do you know how they know? Like, I think, I think they 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 track bets at these sports books. Okay, so that's how they would be able literally to figure they it all snit. Like, so so if uh, the right guard at Memphis is betting, are we saying the DraftKings is going to recognize the name of the right guard at Memphis? Recognize parents, recognize parents, and then they launch a full-scale I mean, investigation. I find it hard to believe that they literally have a roster of every college football or college athlete because this extends beyond football. Well, like, how, I don't know how they do it, but they figure it out. How is, they're clearly finding out. They have exact how. numbers. Maybe IP right. addresses, well, like point, where where something. it was placed from. Well, I think once you're once you're, I mean, at that point, it's a criminal proceeding. They can get. The, but how in the first in the first instance? How is that discovered, right? In other words, I totally get that once you once the feds think that someone's doing this, they can get they can they can investigate and get the records and prove whatever they want to prove. But how do you even know to look? I, like, did who expect who? Like, are they checking out the mom of every player? <laughs> and so, like, it's just like, and 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 they literally anyone who signs up with DraftKings is run through a uh, through a database that they have to see if they play college sport. I just can't believe that's true. I don't know. I don't know what the enforcement mechanism looks like. Right. Yeah, we're going to have to do some research on that. But Jeff, appreciate it, man. We'll do it again tomorrow. Hi, see you. Yes, sir. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X, columnist of the day in Memphis, also host of the Jeff Calkins show. And by the way, Jeff did mention talking about eating McDonald's burgers and Big Macs and being 285. There's nothing wrong with being 285. I want to make that clear, all right? I've passed that. I've been past that in my life. But you do have to, you know, it's about height. BMI, the whole nine yards, isn't it, Connor? Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if, if I need to be 285. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that would be I don't, healthy I don't, for I don't you. think 285. I don't think being 285. I don't think being 280 to 285, just generally speaking, is all that healthy. But it's it's it shows different in, in, in different people. I just want to just want to point that out. I didn't want to bring it up with Jeff. So there is that. I'll take down some McDonald's. Oh, Big Mac, man. <sighs> have you, you seen? Have you seen what's out there now? What there is a double Big Mac. Which is I, I don't know if I could eat that. That's that might insane. just so that just might, two patties, same amount of bread, right? No, it's double. It's two Big Macs stacked on. It's just so with the extra bread and everything. Yeah, so it, it, well, would, it would send you into a food coma, but it might be worth it for <laughs> research. <laughs> well, in the Big Mac already like ten thousand or one thousand fifty calories, something like that. Do you think if I'm you looking at that top, before I eat no, a Big Mac? I'm not looking top, at that. We're getting to two thousand. 2,100 calories for one double Big Mac? Hey, maybe I can make it to 285. One thing I do love about what McDonald's has done lately is, they, again, I've brought this up with you. They, they have the Big Mac sauce on the side. Delicious. The little cups. That's, come on. Come on. If I could, I, I need to make some, I mean, it's a, it's a secret. It's secret. It's a secret how they go about making it. I hear that uh, ketchup's not involved, so you have to, I'm going to have to. Go get the secret ingredient. Well, and the, the buns have the... sugar in it. That's why it's so good, because they put sugar in their buns. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's why they're so sweet and savory in a way. I heard that about their fries, though, too, right? Oh, I'm sh- there's probably sugar all over the place there. McDonald's is one of those meals where I'm never happier 
than when I'm eating McDonald's. <laughs> I'm never sadder <laughs> than, than the moment that last bite happens. The depression, The yes. depression that immediately hits your body. <laughs> The depression. You just gotta yes. fight through it for that Your last bite. Your stomach hurts like hell. Well, and you only but got. But is it worth? Is the is the risk reward there for you? Like, do you? I mean, afterwards, it's usually worth it. It's I would usually. It's, it's like once a month, I'll splurge <laughs> on some McDonald's and I'll take it down. I'm usually, you know, coming off of a, a night of drinking. Usually, I take it down, soaks up that that alcohol in my stomach. Throw out a movie. The real question is Taco Bell or McDonald's? McDonald's all drink. day, okay. all gotcha. day, son. As yeah. soon as Mc- Taco Bell raised I'm, I'm those prices, you. I was out. Do you know that they're in a class action lawsuit? I did not know that. Because, because <laughs> someone is suing them for false advertising for how little meat is actually in their food. Because when you look at the, the advertising on it, it looks like it's going to be a huge burrito, and then you get it, and it's like maybe a few <laughs> pieces of meat. <laughs> So if you're buying the $5 big burrito, they're mad at how much chicken they put in it. Correct. Okay, yeah. That chicken, by the, the way. Good you don't, you don't want to know how that, how that chicken makes a deer burrito, by the way. And you don't Do want to know about the ground beef. I'm pretty sure they, they that's like a mix. They just throw water in and that's how they make the ground beef. It tastes beef. good. Yeah. You put it in the Dorito Loco this, Taco, I'm going to eat gen- that thing up. Generally speaking, I don't just like eat. Like there's some things that you, you, you eat. Like if you ever had a toasted ravioli, you eat it. You don't want to know what's in it. Have I ever had a toasted ravioli? Of yeah, course but you I have. eat it. You don't want to know what's in it. You don't just stare at the meat in there. Like that's how I feel about. Taco don't Bell. analyze if your I'm food. Eat, if I, yeah, if I'm eating a burrito at Taco Bell, I'm not really analyzing. No, don't. What's when in you're there. at McDonald's, don't read unless you're reading what order you want. <laughs> yes, correct, correct. You're just gonna make yourself sad. Yes, I hear that. Now uh, we have some NFL news and notes to get to. That's going to be next, right here on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Feel is their appointed duty. They keep trying to tell me here. As we approach the weekend, get your hands on a bottle of Old Dominic. Whatever spirit you like, gin, vodka, whiskey, they have it. Go to olddominic.com to check out all of their great products. I always tell you about the whiskey. First whiskey to be distilled, barreled, aged, and bottled in Memphis since Prohibition. Since Prohibition. It's Memphis whiskey. It's Old Dominic Memphis whiskey. It's unto its own maple sugar charcoal distilling, so you're going to love the flavor whether you drink it neat, put it on ice, mix it with water, put it in your favorite cocktail. You are absolutely going to love it. But they have a bunch of different products that you can get your hands on. They do also have the bourbon line coming out soon. So if you're a bourbon lover like me, keep an eye on that. And I always tell you to get down to the distillery, but you have an even bigger reason to get down to the distillery this weekend. Our sister station, 99.7 The Wolf, is throwing a party at Old Dominic Distillery this Saturday from 7 to 9 p.m. We'll have lots of prizes. I will not be on hand, unfortunately. But there's going to be BOGOs, buy one, get ones, on distillery tours, bourbon tasting, and so much more. You'll get an early look at that bourbon before they release it. My friends Moe and Steichman and Dwayne and Abby will be there, so it should be one heck of a party. Get down to Old Dominic Distillery, um, and you can win some prizes. Old Dominic Distillery, come say hi. Now, we got the Hall of Fame game coming up tomorrow, brother. It's coming quick. It's coming quick. Jets and Browns. I mentioned yesterday Browns will start Kellen Mond. Be no Deshaun Watson in the starting offense. Um, but there is some news that we do have to pay attention to around the NFL. And, and 
I think the biggest bit of injury news comes from the NFC West. Cooper Cup left Rams practice early yesterday, and from what we understand, it has to do with a uh, recurring issue with his hamstring. They're good. They did MRI on it. Uh, they, they found a little bit of an issue, but they said later in camp they're going to try to get him back involved in scrimmages and, and what, what have you. Right now, there's no real press to get him back on the field in camp. We know what Cooper Cup can do. He won the receiving triple crown two years ago before he got hurt last year. But if they, can't, if they don't have Cooper Cup on the field, that's going to be a frustrating year for Matt Stafford. If I, I mean, I watched that offense. I watched it last year, and obviously they had some issues and some injuries. But the amount they use him, whether it's a gadget, whether they bring him into the backfield and try to make him run a route out of there, if they don't have Cooper Cup, that is a lot of production lost. Matt Stafford uses him more than I think really any quarterback besides uh, Kirk Cousins using Justin Jefferson, but more than any quarterback uses a wide receiver in the league. Well, especially after the disappointing year that they had you know, last season, he missed the final eight games, and they just look like a complete mess on the offensive end. So not having him heading into this year where they're trying to bounce back and at least be a, a serviceable team after that Super Bowl run that they had, this is just not how you want to start because it's saying he could miss a few weeks. And it's it's hard to imagine them really getting back to that that level that they won the Super Bowl at. They got they spent their money, they won that Super Bowl, and that's all they really wanted in that moment. But now you have the Seahawks with a great receiving core. Jackson Smith and Jigma, the early returns on him out of camp. I mean, some people are calling him wide receiver one over DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. That's how good he has been with the Seahawks. You have the 49ers at the top of that division. The Rams are in a weird, weird spot where they're just they're trying to hold on to at least a little bit of hope uh, that they could they could make the playoffs and ultimately make a run, but it just does not feel that way, especially after last year. Uh, their old line has been miserable uh, since a uh, good old big wit Andrew Whitworth, who does a great job um, with the Amazon broadcast. Uh, but Andrew Whitworth, since he left, that old line hasn't been the same. Their run game's been miserable. Cam Akers has had multiple issues. Uh, defensively, I mean, the, the one saving grace at this point, now that they don't have Jalen uh, Ramsey, is, truthfully, it's Aaron Donald. And outside of that, I mean, you're, you're dealing with a really young secondary. This, this team, man, it's gonna be a rough year. two years removed from a Super Bowl just does not look good. And Matt Stafford, like, I wonder how this, like, ultimately, when his career is over, how is it going to look if these, la- you know, these last few years just go miserable for him? In, in L.A. I know year one he won that championship and he finally got over top after being a lion in Detroit for all those years. But we're going to look at him in a, in a different light if, if he can't get anything going and get good stats. Maybe. In the it's twilight. Not, it's not his fault, though. I mean, like you said, when you look at their roster, even if they had a healthy Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson being your number two is not good. Like, yep. that, that's not that's not where you want to be. I mean, Tyler Higby is going to have to be a large part of that offense heading into next season. I know that was probably the plan anyway because he's a pretty good pass-catching tight end, but, man, he's going to have to play and a role that he's probably not used to. As much as I respect Sean McVay as a head coach and a play caller offensively, he's been really good, he doesn't have a answer when his run game is not there. Right when he cannot rely upon run game play action and putting the ball in Matt Stafford's hands in, in those type of situations, he doesn't have a plan B. So that offense, I just fear, especially if Cooper Cup's going to have more injury issues this year, I fear that they're, they're, they're going to be bad. And this is not even talking about Matt Stafford and the, the recurring elbow problems he's had the past two years. I mean, he, he, is, he is winding down his career. 
And you, you can't put too much on his arm at this point. That elbow is is hanging on by a thread. It's one of those tough spots to be in as a fan of a team. If you're a Ram, if you're a Rams fan, I know you you probably take a little bit of joy out of this. No, probably a, a little, little bit, a little bit, bit. I, I, little bit. I mean, but they already won their Super Bowl. So but I, it, I still, it's they're in that kind angry. of weird purgatory where they won that Super Bowl, but now it feels like there's not a, there's not a plan for the future and there's not a plan for right now. And then they, I mean, think about what they've done and trading away all their picks. I mean. <laughs> multiple different trades where they just traded away their entire future, leveraged away every NFL draft pick seemingly in the f- first two days. And what do they have to show for it? One Super Bowl. And that's all they wanted, right? They wanted one. That's all they wanted. Now, out of uh, Cowboys camp, I, there's a couple of things I want to approach. Mozzie Smith, who was a first-round pick out of Michigan, <laughs> did you see the quote he gave out yesterday when asked about uh, the, the the game of the sport of football? And he's going to be their interior defensive tackle um, and, and they need that. They need a, a run stuffer. They were sixth in defense last year uh, overall in total defense. Um, the secondary held up well. They have some good pass rushers, and they're deep at pass rusher, but they need some interior help. Mozzie Smith comes in. But they asked him about if he liked football. He says, I don't even like football. I like hitting people. That was the final quote. Incredible. And if, if, they can, if they can get that run defense up to snuff, and Jonathan Hankins is the backup for, for Mozzie Smith, who they brought in via trade, to try to shore up that interior defensive line. If they can make sure they stop the run, that's a top-five group off top this year. If Mozzie Smith lives up to expectations, this Cowboys defense could be scary good. Scary good. Because you already have Trayvon Diggs in the back end. Um, You've done a good job with Micah Parsons, letting him play more edge. You still have Dorrance Armstrong. You still have a lot of – Demarcus Lawrence is still there. You have a lot of guys that can create havoc for opposing offenses, and I, and I like that. And uh, there was another part of Cowboys practice yesterday that I, I want to approach, but I want to approach uh, a little bit a little bit less of a – it's less news, less, new, less newsy than people were trying to lead us to believe yesterday. There was a video put out by Clarence Hill, who's been covering the team for a long time where Trayvon Diggs and Dak Prescott got into it and Trayvon Diggs told Dak Prescott shut your B ass up please stop giving this air don't make it seem as if there's like some disconnect right it's camp it's camp they get into it they talk trash I'll say this shut your B ass up is about as uh, tame as it gets out there at times. Well, can we also be honest about it? It doesn't matter if those two guys like each other. No, they don't, they don't play the same side of the football. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but, <laughs> either, but either way, either way, like they probably do like each other. They probably ultimately. do. Yeah, it's and just like, they're in and I remember, between the lines. Heck, was it, was it Hard Knocks? Were they on Hard Knocks a few years back? The Cowboys? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dak Prescott sat maybe. down with Trayvon Diggs' kid at one point. Like, they, there's a relationship there. The shut your shut your BS up. Let's uh, Competitive play. Let's, let's move I've on. I've said some horrific lives. things to my friends during video game play, all right? <laughs> but people, people, like I said yesterday, people are just hounds for content yeah. in NFL training camp. Whether it's Devontae Smith doing ladder drills before practice. Hey, he was moving, though. I get that. I understand that. You should see me on a ladder these days. I, I could still probably I should still probably show you a little something. But, uh, like, there, there's, there, people are content hounds. And I guess this was just a piece of content we're that people were running football, with. We're itching for football, man. We're yes. itching for it. It's right. Yeah, we can feel I it. I don't know if you heard Jeffrey on, on, on Giannato and Jeffrey today. We were going back and forth about a <laughs> – this is how fun. This is how much we want football to be here. We were going back and forth about a uh, – a gadget play that Wisconsin ran against Michigan for a touchdown in 2021. 
That's, y- y'all are that is that's insane. That we, is, were, we had a twenty minute text conversation about the scheme they were running up front. That is the equivalent of me texting my movie friends about cinematography and, and score in a movie. Like well, that's that's a that's a breakdown. That's yes. a, that's a football nerd move. I'm I, talking about real, a real twenty minute text conversation. I respect it. I respect the hell out of it. Were they running GT counter or is it just a gadget? Do we just need a? That's what you that's just said. A Spanish to me. We got to it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's how much uh, we want real football plays to be run at this point. Um, but hey, we're here. We're here. We're in training camp. I can't Tiger wait. Tiger started fall camp today. I can't wait. Fantasy can, drafts can. right around the corner. Yeah, and be careful of Cooper Cup. Yeah, thank, thank goodness we haven't done the draft here. Yeah. I got to defend my championship. Is that right? Who, who, who'd you ride to a championship last year? So it was uh, – who was the guy that for – the, for the Kansas City Chiefs, I got that fog but, right now. Pacheco? No, no. It was one of their running backs. Uh, McKissick or something like oh. that. J- Jarek McKinnon? So I got him. Yes, McKinnon. I got him like. Wow. Somehow I got him on the waivers right before the playoffs started because I had a team. They just got ravaged by injuries. And the, we mounted. The, the team just mounted this can't lose Heroic. mentality. They, Heroic. We turned into the 2004 Red Sox and I ran through. <laughs> I beat Jason. I beat John. I think I beat Mark on the way to the championship. It was sweet. Well, hopefully I can test you this year. No, no, sir. No, no, no. I'm defending that championship. All right. We need to set, we need to set it all up for everybody, though. But, uh,. We have small talk on the way. We'll give you an update on what's going on with uh, writers and that and that strike. And uh, also, John Morant has got some tattoos. We'll tell you about those when we return right here on 92.9 FM. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now. It's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by the Memphis Touchdown Club. They just announced their, their speaker series for the fall, and it is, it is star-studded. Uh, Mr. College Football will lead us off Tony Barnhart, but along the way, Keith Carter, uh, Ole Miss, uh, uh, AD, you're going to have Ryan Silverfield, Zach Arnett, Charlie Strong, Clark Lee. Make sure if you want to get tickets, go to memphistouchdownclub.com. All events will be held at the Hilton Hotel in East Memphis. Now, Connor, I, I have to, before we talk about John Morant and the tattoos that he has uh, gotten from Andres Ortega of Under Inc., you have to tell me uh, about this update for the writer's strike that continues to rage on. At some point, they're going to have to sit down and make something happen. This is getting, this is, this is getting, drug out a little, far too, I mean, just way too long. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's right now if it hits October, I think it will be the longest writer's strike in history, and I think that there's a chance that it does get there. However, we do have a possibility of it coming to an end here. Studios have agreed to sit down with the WGA on Friday in hopes to put an end to the writer's strike. Fran Drescher, even though she's not a WGA, she's an Actors Guild, she's the president of that. But they have said that, you know, the writers and the actors are prepared to go six months. They're, they are ready. They've got the money to where How they, they can pay people. How long has it been at this point? It's been, I mean, it's probably two months, three yeah. months, something, something close to that. Actors so shorter than they the are, writers. Writers been right. out for a well, while. Well, because the actors are doing it in support of the writers while also needing things themselves. But it's largely in support of the writers. The writers are kind of the biggest thing that need to get taken care of right now. But, you know, actors absolutely have some things that need to get assured before we can get back to business. And I hope we do soon because, as we've talked about, the momentum that it feels like that Barbie and Oppenheimer and the theaters have right now, you don't want that to stop in its tracks, and you don't want Dune to get pushed off. We've already got Spider-Verse get pushed off. You don't want that to happen with delays. So hopefully they can get something done on Friday, stop being greedy, pay the writers. Yes, I think that's where we've been the entire time. Let's get this show on the road here. Again, early 2024, I am worried about the content that's going to be out there. It's going to be gross. It's going to be nasty. 
it's going to be nasty. But hopefully, if they can get something done, it'll pick up as we get sort of into the second quarter of, of 2024. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, no doubt. Now, John Morant has gotten a, bo- a lot of uh, tattoos. Um, it looks like Andres Ortega of Onder Inc. He's a, a guy that, that regularly tattoos the stars, the celebrities. But John Morant has a full front piece and a back piece. Um, There's really like nothing, uh, no no skin left untouched by by the uh, by the tattooing needle. Um, but there's a couple of things I want to point out. He's got a Nike logo, so that's that's always that's interesting in itself. He's also got a, a Kobe. Two tributes to Kobe. He's got the Kobe uh, shoe uh, logo, if you will, and also Mamba mentality tatted on him. But here's the one I want to point out. He got a grizzly on him. He got a Grizzlies logo on him. He's he's got to be a Grizzly for life now, right? This we we can't do the whole we can't do the whole. Uh, I get my girlfriend's name tatted on me, and then we break up, right? Yeah, a, this this ends one way, and that's, lifetime contract. This this ends up lifetime contract for John Moran. Has to be no no other possibilities. <laughs> no other possibilities. But my gosh, I mean, I, I listen. I've heard of some things going wrong with tattoos like that, though, right? I I think it was uh, Reuben Foster. Got uh, Auburn's logo tatted on him before he committed. Or he was committed to Auburn at the time, and he ended up going to Alabama. <laughs> so there is that. And Reuben Foster still, I mean, he's completely blew up his career a couple of years ago. I believe it was domestic violence sort of situation. Uh, but for John Morant, you have the Grizzlies logo on you. You have to do everything you can to stay a Grizzly. He's you don't, and he doesn't, have, he doesn't have space for another team. He doesn't have space for another team <laughs> unless he gets a correction and gets it removed, right? Yeah, we're just going to definitely ignore all the room that he has in his arms and legs. Now. But, <laughs> hey, you know, there's no room. There's no room whatsoever for not another team to be on there. Zero. Yes. Zilch. Correct. Yes. Tattoo cover-ups, not a thing. I didn't know he was a big Kobe fan, by the way. I'm sure he is, yeah. The, the age I mean, mo- I mean grew, most, yeah. most of these guys are pretty. I mean, Kobe. he grew I up when was... we did watching basketball. Co- it was Kobe and LeBron. Different level. It. I mean, but different level of fandom to get it tatted on you, right? Sure. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that that was. Uh... I don't know if I was an NBA. Although guy, I could have, if I, I was Kobe reading context it. clues, his jaw logo looks ve- starkly familiar. It looks it very similar to, it, it to the Mamba logo. Yeah, I mean, he's been, but he's been pretty vocal about how much he's been a, a Kobe guy. Right. Okay. I, I don't know if I, I, haven't, I haven't heard those quotes. You haven't heard those quotes? I haven't heard those quotes. <laughs> I haven't seen those quotes. I didn't know his he was. Logo, a, his logo is Jaws. Ba- I didn't, I didn't, shoe but logo, I didn't know. I, I have never heard him talk about his love for Kobe, but I guess most of those guys have a. Yeah, if you are in the NBA right now and you're 20 <laughs> to 25 years old, guess what? You, you grew up watching Kobe. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear that. Breaking news. I hear that. But we have a third hour on the way. We have the Blitz. We're going to talk about. Um, Iowa and Iowa State and what's going on with the sports gambling scandal there. But coming up next, we go live to the Dominican Republic for island living. Island living. Jason Munz. He's next on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain. But we don't speak Spanish. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. Babbel's conversational method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll Remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. 
Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Estoy muy emocionado para ir a España contigo. Aww, he just said, I'm very excited to go to Spain with you. Vamos a tener mucha diversión. And that means we're going to have so much fun. <laughs> sí. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Hey, Carrie. Oh, is that a new phone? Yeah, I just got it at T-Mobile. Their Go 5G Plus plan gives me the same awesome phone deals as new customers. Nice. And when I want a new phone, I'll be upgrade ready in two years. I'm so jealous. I just found out I'm stuck with my carrier for the next three years to keep my phone deal. Three years? That's a seriously long time. Your kid will have started and finished middle school by then. Yeah, and he'll need a new phone. I gotta get to T-Mobile. With T-Mobile's Go 5G Plus, you get an amazing plan where new and existing customers always get the same great device deals and can upgrade every two years instead of three. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com to find out more. Get two-year device financing with Go 5G Plus, unlike some carriers that require three years to get their best phone offers. Coverage not available in some areas. See details at T-Mobile.com. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash radio. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands to treat ED at up to 95% off. That's right, the same active ingredient as the brand name for 95% less. It's the same ED medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash radio. That's 4 slash radio for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash R-A-D-I-O. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies. And- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.